Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are and for all you do. I thank you for another opportunity to teach and preach your word. Praying that you would give me strength in my body, my physical body, to push this word. I thank you for having ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Pray that you would help us to learn the lessons that we need to learn so that we could move from the mountain and walk into the promise. We tell you thank you. Pray that you would rebuke Satan and bind every spirit that is not like you. Any contrary spirit that would try to come and rob what you want to say to us on this morning. We ask that you would bind every distraction, every thought, every um, everything that would come to move in our psyche to make us not ponder on this word that you are about to speak to us. And I tell you, thank you. Do these things for us, and we will be the better for it in Jesus' name. Amen. And he came to Capernaum, and being in the house, he asked him, what was it that you were arguing about amongst yourselves, by the way? But they held their peace. For by the way, they had disputed among themselves who should be the greatest. And he sat down and he called the twelve and said unto them, If any man desires to be first, the same shall be last of all and servant of all. And he took a child and he set him in the midst of them and when he had taken him in his arms he said unto them whosoever shall receive one of such children in my name receives me and whoever shall receive me receiveth not me but him that sent me and john answered him saying master we saw one casting out devils in your name, and he follows not us. So we forbid him, because he doesn't follow us. But Jesus said, forbid him not, for there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of me. For he that is not against us is on our side. For whosoever shall give you a cup of water to drink in my name, because you belong to Christ, verily I say to you, he shall not lose his reward. I'm going to preach and teach this morning from the subject there is enough for everyone. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, who's the greatest? Now, before I go into this wonderful, wonderful, profound word that God has assigned me to preach and teach, this message comes with a disclaimer. I need the brothers to ask a brother, do you got your big boy drawers on? Go ahead, you can ask him. Ask him, do you got your big boy drawers on? I need a sister to ask a sister, do you got your big girl drawers on? Go ahead, find her and ask her. You got your big, Sean, look at somebody looking at you, you better answer them.
Now, unless you got athlete's feet, I would advise you to take your shoes off so I don't mess your shoes up because I'm going to be stepping on all y'all toes. Now, I don't want to mess up them beautiful stilettos, whatever you got on, pumas, whatever it is. Thank you, thank you. See, my sister-in-law said you could tell. I'm gone now. That's all I was waiting for. There we get. We we ready? Amen. Good morning, Sister Chrissy. Those on band, take your shoes off. I'ma run through your house. I already got my shoes and my toes stepped on when he gave it to me. So now I could step on y'all. One of the hardest things to teach. You can bring me down just a little bit. I'm going to get hotter later. And Christian, you're going to have to hold on. I, we, I'm going to talk to you this morning because I don't want you to push me. I'm going to take my time with this one. One of the hardest things to teach people is humility. Because we live in a world today where everyone is seeking praise, power, Possessions and popularity. We live in the world of I. Praise, possessions, popularity, and power. The demon of pride is the leading lieutenant in Satan's army. And a few scrolls through social media <laughs> can let you see how good it's working. Everyone and everything is on stage. Everything has a platform. Things we didn't know about before social media took off, we know about everything. I don't know, first of all, I'm too busy to be worrying about a picture of your food. And unless you are a pro photographer and a food artist, it may look good to you. But it don't look good to everybody. Nobody needs to know what your bathroom look like. Or the room that you don't clean. Everything's on stage. The car, the new thing, the new whatever it is, everything is on stage. It's all about putting the light on self. And if people don't like it, and if people don't follow, then you, you feel upset because you feel less than because nobody... Yeah, I thank you for that one. I, I wasn't even going to say that, but that was right on time. The baby out of the mouth of babes, no one cares. It is the total opposite of what God has called us to be, people. The Bible says in Philippians 2 3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, Humility, value, and humility, value others above yourself. How can you value others above yourself? That is a total opposite picture in the, in the kingdom than what the world is. Because I have to first know my value. And then I have to appraise your value to be more than my value. Who? So if you have a low value of yourself, 
it's hard for you to esteem people above you because they ain't got too far to go. I'm going somewhere. But if you know who you are, it's pretty easy to put others in a place above you. Because I know that me putting you above me does not devalue me. Proverbs 11.2 says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. Romans 12.16 says, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. You ever heard somebody tell you, you think you all that? They usually say that because they don't think they're none of that. But you have to be, you can't be so proud that you can't associate with people who are at a lower, on a lower level than you. Uh-oh. Church folk who try to act like they're better than everybody. I'm going somewhere. First Peter 3, 3 through 4 says your beauty, uh-oh, uh-oh, and this, this ain't just talking about women, but it sounds good. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as Gucci, Fendi, or, oh, no, I don't say that. Let me say that. Uh, uh, such as elaborate hairstyles and wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle, and I think we missed this part of the scripture, and quiet spirit, which is of great worth. Now, if I got, uh, if I'm adorned in an elaborate hairstyle and I got jewels on and I'm all that, it's going to be hard for me to be quiet because I'm quite loud. I got to break that down to the lowest compound because some people might think loud is weed, but I'm not talking about that. I'm saying that usually when you drape yourself and you dripping and whatever you're doing is you don't want to keep that quiet. You want to put that on display. So you can't be quiet. I used to say when I was younger, before I married my beautiful, beautiful wife, I said, you know, I didn't want to be with no, no lady, no, no, no young girl. I was a boy. I didn't want to be with nobody that was elaborate, cause I knew that was gonna be a fight, cause everybody else gonna be trying, and, and you know, I don't want that problem. I want a quiet person. Y'all catch that later on. <laughs> First Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may lift you up in what? Due time. You get the picture. Humility is a rare jewel. It's defined in the Bible as ethics, freedom from pride or arrogance, humbleness of mind, a modest esteem of one's own worth. And theology is defined as humility that consists in lowliness of mind. And it's a deep sense of one's own self-worthlessness. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. That, to know that you are so unworthy of the great grace that God gives. It is self-abasement. It is penitence from sin. And it is submission to the divine will of God. And last but not least, a willingness to follow God's ordained order. Here's a clue. If you ever have to announce your humility, you just lost it. I'm humble. 
liar. Because as soon as you think you're humble, you're not. Somebody say, Ouch, did I get the left foot first or what? Can I move on to the second foot? In today's text, we get a look at the disciples and we get to be taught a very great lesson in humility. And it is one that we all need to pay attention to. Let's go to work. Then he came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked his disciples, what were y'all arguing about? As if he didn't know. Because Jesus knew what they were arguing about. But they kept silent. And the Bible tells us what they was arguing about. They were disputing who was going to be the greatest. Y'all better come with me. <laughs> look, look, wait a minute. Look at your neighbor and say, the nerve. Just look at it. Just say the nerve. Matter of fact, say the nerve of you. Go ahead and say it. Let's listen to the nerve of you. First of all, Jesus asked them a question, and they are so afraid to answer the question because they know they were dead to the wrong that nobody said anything. And I know they was waiting for Peter to say something because he was the one that would always say something. But he ain't say nothing. And they're arguing about who going to be the greatest. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been all right if we weren't studying this book and found out that they had just come down from the Mount of Transfiguration, ran into a problem where they couldn't cast out a devil, and Jesus just told them, I'm going to be rejected, they're going to kill me, and here y'all are arguing about who's going to be the greatest. Let me just drop this on you. Everybody that's rocking with you don't really care what you're about to face. They are only worried about how it is going to affect them. Who going to be the greatest? He, Jesus just said he's going to die. They're killing him. Who going to be the greatest? Who going to be the, oh, let me go into my, I'm a, I know, Jeremiah, I'm so proud of you. You know, you remind me of myself. I used to do the theater troupe, when the homeless theater troupe. I remember I was in theater, and that was a great time, and I uh, doing these plays and stuff. So let me go. That's why it, it, it helps in your sermons when you start preaching, you know, to just really see what's going on. So now let me just act it out for you real quick. Yo. He about to die. Who going to get his place? Oh, yeah. Because I ain't going to that cross. Um, but I'm going to take his position. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Who going to be the greatest? Well, let's see. It ain't but 12 of y'all Negroes. Let's see who actually qualifies to be the greatest. I, I'm going to just take my time. I, I'm not going to go. I could go into an in-depth study of the disciples, but that will be on your own time. I'm just going to deal with it. Let, let, let's just start with this. First of all, we know it ain't Judas. Because we know Judas is going to be the one that betray him. Somebody say, I got a betrayer in my circle. <laughs> you ain't going to say nothing. I know you don't want to raise your hand. But everybody got a Judas in their circle. You got to learn how to navigate with Judas. <laughs> you got to understand that Judas has a purpose. But Judas ain't going to be great. <laughs> Y'all better help me. All right? So we knew it wasn't Judas. Now, now I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's Thomas. But Thomas... Didn't even believe unless he saw get Thomas out of there. <laughs> you know, James, now watch this. There's two James. There's one called James the Greater. That was the one that was in the inner circle. And then there was James the Less. Now, I could see that fight all day long. 
Listen, bro, your name is James the Less. Don't forget it. <laughs> I'm the greater. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. So they already had their issues. But but let's just say it's none of them nine. If anybody was going to be great, it would have to be at least somebody in the inner circle. Because Jesus had 12, but then there was nine, and then there was three. The ones that he took up to the mountain. It would have to be one of them. We Some would say it'd have to be Peter, but we know Peter. How Peter going to be great? When you deny him three times, we know about him denying. I like I can understand Peter denying him, but I like Peter because he cussed. See y'all, y'all like Peter for another reason. I like Peter because Peter had a cussing spirit. See, when the Bible says Peter began to cuss, it wasn't curse. It wasn't like, you know, he wasn't calling demons down. No, when the Bible says cuss, he was cussing. I said I don't know that much. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. If y'all don't get the on my face, I don't know him. That was Peter. Not only not only do I like Peter because he had a cousin spirit, he had a blade spirit. Switchblade spirit. Yeah, yeah. Come on, where they coming? Where they at, Jesus? Everybody else ran. Peter had the sword. Peter had that sword all three years that he was with Jesus. And you just don't start cutting off ears. He cut off some ears before. But maybe it would be John. After all, John had the great revelation. He was on the Isle of Patmos. He saw great things. Maybe it's John. But John had issues. Because John was stuck on himself. Because John wrote John. And then said, John, the disciple that Jesus loved. <laughs> all these jokers got issues. Not to mention, none of y'all can heal anything. <laughs> Who gonna be the greatest? Look at your neighbor and say, not you. <laughs> yeah, not you. Not, 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 not you. They were failures as a group, and they were failures as individuals. But God still used them. But he did not call them to be great. So, Jesus said, okay, I know what y'all arguing about. Who's going to be great? Jesus sat down. Now, he said, if anybody desires to be first, he has to be last of all and servant of all. When he sat down, that's a rabbinical um, picture because the rabbis in that day, they would stand up and they would read the scroll. And then they would sit, they would read, stand for the reading of the word, and then they would sit down. Their sitting down would be a sign that there was a lesson that was about to be taught. So when Jesus sat down, they knew that they were about to learn a valuable lesson. First of all, the lesson began with your desires are all wrong. Because you are desiring to be great. But if that's your goal, it's not going to look like what you expect. So since you want to be great, I'm going to tell you what it's going to take for you to be great. You have to be last of all. And you have to be servant of all. He, he, didn't, say, he didn't say some, he said all. He, he said all. Somebody say all. If you want to get ahead and be on top he's messing with them because they can't <laughs> he's, he's really messing with them because there is no way to be great in the kingdom <laughs> but he's saying if that's what you're trying to do 
You need to be last of all. Stop trying to be first. Stop trying to be, stop trying to sit in the prominent places. Stop trying to be up, be last. It's a choice. Be last of all. Let other people go before you. Oh, man. Help me, help me, help me. Let, 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 let them go before you. Since, since you want to be great. Because that means you're going to have to risk not getting what you think you need. Because somebody else might take it. You know how we do at Buffet. You, you see it, Love Feast. You know what? You get up there with everybody jump up in the line, you know. And then they make sure they make past the place. Sometimes be like, just go ahead and feed everybody. I Don't worry about mine. I'll be, I'll be good. Right? Unless it's cupcakes, then I'm taking all of them. But anyway, you, you, gotta, you, gotta, you risk the chance of all the chicken running out if you last. And then he said, you got to serve all. Means you, wait, let me get ahead. I'm going to read this part so I can put it all together. So he said, okay, let me show you what it looks like. Because he always gave him a picture. He, he took a child and he set him down in the missile. And he took him in his arms and he said, whoever receives one of these little children in my name receives me. Whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. All right? So let's go to work a little bit, just a little bit. So in Jewish culture, you need to understand this. Children had no significance. Now, I know that goes against everything because your little bull and your pig is, is, is all the world to you. Right? But in the Jewish culture, children didn't mean anything. They were insignificant. They didn't even name them. Well, at the feeding of the 5,000 men, not even in co- counting women and children. They didn't even count them. And if you were a female, you were definitely on both, on the wrong side of that coin. So he picked the child up and he said, because here's the thing, children were not able, they didn't have possessions. They didn't have power, and they weren't popular. So he took a child, he took someone that was insignificant, with no power, with no possessions, and no popularity, and put him in the midst. Oh, my God. And he said, this is how you have to become. See, we have a, we have a problem serving people we don't think we can get nothing out of. See, I'll serve you if it means I can be popular. It's going to do something for my name. You you know. So we'll bend over backwards for them. Because if we're attached to them, our name's getting lights. Oh, I'm going to stay here for a minute. Did I get the other foot yet? Popularity, power, they got money, they got power, they got, they're able to open doors for you. They're, they're able to, yeah, connections, that's, that's what it is, networking, it's connections. You, there was no networking in Jesus' day. And he had 5,000 people without a Facebook page. Without a GoFundMe. Oh. Well, it's the signs of the times. It's, we have to use this technology. It's growing. No, 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 no. If, if God is going to be God, let God be God. It's, you got to brand yourself. You got to brand. What, what brand are you? You ain't no brand. If it ain't Christ, what brand are you? I don't see you making no sneaker. And, and this is not against prospering. Or starting a business. I'm trying to get you to understand something. 
God wants us to understand that it, it can't be about how, why are you serving? Power. Position. Popularity. People serve you if, you name, if they know you got some money. And usually they're serving you. Sometimes they'll serve you just because they're trying to get some money. It's, it's starting, you know, doing stuff. But it, it takes something for you to take from yours and, and go and feed somebody that you know can't do nothing, can't, can't give you nothing back. Can't. It, it takes something to, to humble yourself and, and go and out of your way to be a blessing to somebody that you know can't do nothing for you. Ain't that something? But it's like we seek out and we look for, you know, that's why some people go to certain places or they look for certain jobs. It's not even, it's because they want to get connected with certain things and then they, they go around people and they, they always, you know, they, they ain't never, they, they don't never have no power, popularity, position of their own. It's always somebody else's. It's always somebody else's. John John said, John answered, John answers a teacher. Um, we saw somebody who doesn't follow us, and they was casting out demons in your name, and we stopped him because he doesn't follow us. Now, anybody pick this up but me? Don't this sound like a shift in focus? It sounds like he is either dyslexic or doesn't know what the heck is going on, because this ain't even the conversation. He just buzzed out of nowhere. John, the disciple Jesus loved. Teacher. Because he's in teacher role mode. He ain't master. Remember? Watch that. Watch when he with the disciples give Jesus different names at different times. Teacher. Let me teach you something. This is what John is doing. Let me teach you something. We saw somebody out there, and they was casting out demons in your name, and we stopped them because they're not following us. The nerve of him, he still don't get it. He still don't get it. But, but here's what people do. They shift focus from their shortcomings and try to put it on something else to make them look good. Uh, well, I ain't saying nothing. Well, you know what? Well, you know, this is what we did. We might not do that right, but this, we saw somebody out there casting demons in. He didn't even get the, 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 the wordage right. He didn't say they're not following you. He said they're not following us. Ain't nobody called to follow the disciples. They don't even know what they're following. They don't even know who he is yet. They still getting it wrong. Oh my God. Let me just drop this right here. Come on, Christian. We're going to have some church. Stop following people who call themselves disciples and don't know where they're going. You ain't and the nerve of him telling him to stop because you're not following us. They forbade him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He, he, see, see, this is this is deeper. Can I go deep just for a minute? Because y'all theology class, this it should have opened your eyes to something. See, this is John majoring in the minors. He's focusing on the non-essentials. And God, he said, listen, he, he's casting out demons, but they're not following us. Now, ain't nobody pick up on the fact that this brother that ain't following them just did what they couldn't do. So John is not only snitching, but he's he's telling how bad they messed up, and he's actually jealous of somebody else that's out there doing what they supposed to be doing. And I'm gonna prove it to you as we get ready to close this wonderful message. We're gonna have some church in a minute. Jesus said. What you stop him for? Somebody that works a miracle in my name, 
He ain't going to be talking bad of, them, of me after that. For whoever is not against us is on our side. So what you believe in baptism, you got to be all the way submerged. And some believe baptism, you just got to be sprinkled. So what you believe in baby baptism and some believe you can't be baptized as a baby. So what you think you could wear jeans in church and you think you can't. So what? Oh, y'all ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> you think you can wear a hat in church and some say you can't. So what? So so what if you come in here and gospel rapping, you say you just gotta be singing the Mississippi choir. So what? As long as my name is being glorified and people are getting, y'all not gonna say nothing. So what if they don't do it like you do it? They're on our side. That's why I made black, white, yellow, Japanese, Chinese. That's why, because I didn't want everybody to be the same. Do you see the diversity in the sea? In the birds? Why everybody got to be the same? Y'all ain't going to say nothing. We want a multicultural church. But if we, we can't have a multicultural church if all you stuck on is fried chicken. You're going to have to eat a bit, some asparagus dipped in whatever. I don't know. There's some crazy stuff my wife be trying to get me to eat. I love her to death. But I'm saying, you can't, you got you to gotta broaden your horizons. I'm just preaching. Don't put nothing on that plate then. And I want some fried chicken. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But we got differences, and our differences make us one body. So then he says, listen, whoever gives you a couple, this is this is what I'm going to bring it home for you. I'm going to bring it home for you. And it's all a lesson in humility because you, you really got to get this. You got to understand divine order. You got to understand how you got to be last. You can't be trying to be first. It's not about you. It's about him. It's always about him. If it's not about him, shut it down. Shut it down. Because he says, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name. Whoever gives you a cup of water, Brother Rich, do me a favor. Can you get me a cup of water from, from, the, from the thing? It's nice and cold. Thank you very much. Whoever gets you a cup. See, see what went in his mind when I said that? I had a request. There was a need. But he didn't say, I'm not going to give that. and I'm not going to get him. So he could come over here and get his own cup of water. Who? Ever. I didn't ask. I didn't ask evangelist. I didn't ask deacon. I didn't ask first lady. I ain't asked pastor mom. I said, brother Rich, can you get me a cup of water? And and I don't even care how big the cup of water is or how little the cup of water is. Whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. I'm going to stay right here right now. Y'all better catch it. Whoever gives you a cup of water. Listen, I don't care if they give you a Tic Tac. You can do everything. You can, you can get the whole world. You can have the biggest ministry. It, it ain't going to matter. It's not. It's the same as a cup of water. You can do Y'all better help me. You, you can feed 5,000 people out there. It ain't going to matter. It's the same as one turkey sandwich on the green. And you, you can do whoever gives you anything in my name. In my name, a short because you belong to Christ, he said, they will in no wise lose their reward. The reason why people are afraid to humble themselves is because they think there's not going to be enough. But when you serve a God who is a God of more than enough, 
I'm going to preach this thing. When, when you serve a God who is able to do all things exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. Y'all not going to say nothing. I understand that I don't have to worry about what other people are doing. As long as I'm doing everything in Jesus name. In the name of Jesus. Then I can't lose my reward. You can't get my anointing. You can't get my church. You can't get my husband. You can't get my wife. You can't get my money. You can't. I'm trying to help you because he said you will not lose your reward and you ain't got to worry about whatever God tap your neighbor say neighbor what God has for me is for me y'all not gonna say nothing God whatever God has for you just serve God be good humble yourself help others and God said you won't lose your reward The disciples were worrying about they were going to lose their who's going to be the greatest. We got people out here that ain't even following us, casting out demons, and we can't cast them out. They were afraid they were going to lose their position. They were afraid Jesus was going to say, um, I'm drafting some new disciples because uh, I'm about sick of playing with the Knicks. Y'all sick. I'm about, I'm about to put together a squad. Go get that brother that's casting out demons since y'all couldn't do it. <laughs> what? But in spite of all their failures, and all their issues. God kept his 12. And he used his 12. And they said, who's going to be the greatest? You know I can't close this message without telling you who the greatest is. It ain't you. It's got to be Jesus. Because there is nobody greater than Jesus. So the class was about stop trying to chase something that you cannot get. Stop trying to get stuff that don't belong to you. Woo! Stop trying to move and stuff trying to be great. When, when, when God said... He's the greatest. And the fact that I'm hooked up to who is the greatest means I can humble myself. Because at the end of the day, heaven going to look the same for everybody. I ain't going to say nothing. We all getting in. You ain't, you ain't getting in to the big heaven because you done did all this stuff. And that's why, that's why Pastor Andre Thompson is not on the marquee. It's next level ministries. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Because when I leave here, it's still going to be next level ministries. And you ain't going to be worshiping a person because all my righteousness is as filthy rags. And Paul said it like this. If anybody thinks he should be something, it should be me. The one who was born of the tribe of Benjamin, uh, 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 circumcised on the eighth day. Y'all not going to say nothing. Stock of Israel. But Paul said, those things that I thought were valuable, I count as dumb that I may win does anybody want Christ or do you just want power I don't want power without Christ I don't want popularity without Christ I don't want position without Christ because if I got Christ I got all that somebody tap your neighbor and say I am all that because I have all that all that I need all that I want is in Christ We ain't even got a slick try. Because see, people say stuff, so, you know, so, but, you know, we, we just going to stay over here and do our thing. And, you know, we don't need to be doing all that. We just going to stay humble. You know, you still pride. 
The thing is to just be able to be in your lane, do whatever God told you to do, and be happy with that. Learn to be content in all things. Who? Learn to be content in all things. Because if you humble yourself, he'll exalt you in due season. He'll exalt you in due season. And we, we shout off of that because we still got up and we got our wrong mentality of what exaltation is. So, so we're like, I'm going to be humble, but my day is coming. I'm going to be elevated. You're still dealing with pride. Because that ain't, you're not going to be exalted. The only exaltation we get is when he rises us up into the clouds to take him. That's the only, that's that due time exaltation. So people look at, look at you behind the pulpit and they're like, oh, I want to be there. I want to be exalted. I ain't exalted. I got to be the humblest one in here. I just, I just messed up. I ain't humble. So I just know I ain't humble. I'll just cuss you out and go ahead and ask God to forgive me. Because I'm still surprised I'm up here. Don't, y'all not going to say nothing. But stop trying to climb and get up here. Because if God don't put you up here, the devil will kill you up here. Just gotta be cool. Ain't that right? It takes somebody great to go ahead. We're gonna get ready for communion. Cause he, he broke bread with twelve jokers. <laughs> that he knew was gonna leave. But love him so much that he came back get them on the right track. Ain't that awesome? He rocked with them for them three years and even at the cross, he knew they still didn't get it and that's why he had to come back so he could restore Peter and let them know this. You know, he couldn't just leave on the one. He had to come back. And he was humble enough to eat with Judas. And keep the other disciples from jumping Judas. Because you know how we get. No, leave Judas alone. Let him go do what he does.
wonderful to have Pastor Mom in the house. Amen. celebrating. We thank God. Everybody's been seeing Brother Jeremiah's doing his play. Amen. We thank God for the gifts that are in the house. Amen. Amen. Stay humble. him for being the greatest the greatest healer, the greatest deliverer, the greatest friend the greatest way maker hallelujah father as we leave this place we don't leave your presence and we thank you God that you are the greatest let us know who we are and be comfortable, Lord God, sitting at your feet and serving without selfish motive and without ulterior motives. We tell you thank you for it. Till we meet again to give your name praise and glory, grace and peace.